Welcome to Coachville Caffeine for Monday, May 23rd, 2011, the world headquarters for the Play Big Revolution with our host, Dave Buck. It's show 299. And we're coming to you live through our call-in lines and webcasting live on Blog Talk Radio. We're playing big with coach and writer Lori Rubenstein today, founder of Valley Divas. We'll hear a little more about that and some more as I hand things over to Coaching Maven Dave Buck and Coach Deanna Stull for our Monday Boost. Hello there. Hello, Captain. Hello there. And hello, Deanna. Great to have you here. I can't believe this is the 299th show. Next time is 300. I, I feel know. like I have to get some spectacular guests. <laughs> <laughs> I need really to find point. 300 people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're going to interview 300 people for our show 300. It's going to be a long um, one, folks. Strap in. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, strap in. It's going to be the longest caffeine in history. Um, <laughs> no, it is very exciting. And just on that note, since next Monday is USA Memorial Day, which is a big holiday here, we will not be having a show next Monday, so that means the week after that will be our show 300. So, so that, that gives me time to find 299 more guests. <laughs> yeah, so you've got, uh, you've got until June the 6th to come up with 299 more guests. Or, or some baseball so players can... with a great batting average. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, some baseball players with a 300 batting average. You know, anything that has 300. Or we could do a review of the film. Wasn't that one, wasn't that that film about Sparta was called 300? There, there was. Yes, indeed. it was. <laughs> with all those guys buffed up and airbrushed and all that. I'll be sure to have some buffed up and airbrushed guys on the show <laughs> for our 300. <laughs> yeah, that's what we need. We need some guys who are frequently buffed up and airbrushed. <laughs> For our 300 show. I think that's a fabulous idea. Oh, baby. So I want to welcome everyone to the show today. Great to have you all here for our show 299. Oh, baby. We're building up to the big 300. And we're very excited to have Coach Lori Rubenstein here with us today. Hello, Coach Lori. Hello. Glad to be here. Great to have you here. And, you know, we were just talking earlier today. and I told We you- were. I mentioned about the fact that you were about to be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I hung up the phone and thought, oh, darn, I forgot to ask her about the show. <laughs> we were talking for some other reasons, and then uh, and, and all of a sudden, then I just realized, oh, the show. So, anyway, I'm very excited to have uh, to be here with all of you to have our show, and, and um, I, I did not partake in any um, social... Or cultural activities the last uh, few days, so I'm a little bit uh, a little bit short on the cultural end. I do have I do have something that I just want to share to to kind of open the uh, open the doorway. We are going to be announcing here in the next couple of days our Life Bill Summer Games. I am really pumped up about the Life Bill Summer Games and. I think the big idea, if you know, if I really look at it, what is the big, big idea about the Life Bill Summer Game? I mean, the first idea is a pretty obvious one that 
you're going to play the game of your life or the game of your business. That's the big idea, and that you really can't play it. Now, but, what you know, what I think about, well, where does this really fit in, in in the grand scheme of things? And there's so many offerings, and there's so many programs, and the thing that really occurs to me about what's unique about the LifeVille games is, and in particular, the summer games that we're going to do is, in the summer game, the summer games, you can pick. Either you're going to focus on your business. If you're in business for yourself, that would be the ideal thing to do. Or if you're not in business for yourself, then you would focus on either, you know, on the career slash life game. So we're going to have two different groups, the business group and then the career and life group. And only reason for doing that is that folks who are having their own business have a very unique focus. And so we want to be able to tailor that those conversations specifically to folks who are in business for themselves. And then, and then you know, everyone else, which is a lot of other people who are focusing on career, community, life, health, those will be uh, – that's another, another group. So that's one thing. But the big idea is that we're going to have three different games for each group. One is going to be the play-to-win game. The other is going to be the inner freedom game. And then the third is going to be the world power game. So you'll pick your game, and then you'll pick your method. Either you're going to focus on transforming your mindset from worker to player, which is what you do in the play-to-win game. In the, in the inner freedom game, you're going to focus on releasing your social animal within you. All about this releasing your social animal. It's We have all been trained as social animals, and the social animal aspect of ourselves is this enormously powerful but somewhat mysterious unconscious mind. And so the inner freedom program, inner freedom game, is basically this really interesting exploration of your unconscious mind and how to tune it so that it can be in line with what you really want to do in life. And and when you do that, you are so much more powerful. And so that is what the inner freedom game is about. So uh, then we have the third game is called the world power game, and that's going to be about designing your nine environments of you so that you have a winning environment for your big game. And and the transformation is from accomplishing things with willpower where you're forcing yourself, forcing your way through uh, the things in life and basically finding out that you get really tired and you don't have sustainable success when you're having to overcome your environment and how to design your world based on the nine environments you of you that Thomas Center created for world power, which is where you feel that the world is on your team and is challenging you and pulling you to success. And that is a really huge breakthrough because so many of us are working and working so hard and we haven't figured out yet how to play, which is the play to win, or we're consciously having to power through our own inner resistance, which is where the inner freedom comes in, or we're constantly struggling against the environments around us because our environment environments are a reflection of who we have been in the past. So when you want to play new or play big, your environment has to be redesigned. But mostly we don't know this. 
So we just carry on trying to power through environments that were not designed for our new big game. And so these three methods each have a unique spin to them. You know, like the one big thing I think about is there's so many programs out there where, oh, you know, you're going to use social media and become a huge success or how to get unlimited clients on one hour a day on Facebook. You know, all these things you can do. And they're great things. You know, all these things, social media, writing a book, uh, you know, creating products and all these programs to do these things, they're full of great ideas and how-tos. The only problem with them all is you have to do it. If there was some other way for somebody else to do it, that'd be different. But you have to do it. So if you are in the mix of the doing, then you've got to figure out where you come into play. And, like, for a big example, let's say you're going to do one of these, you know, how to explode your business with social media. Okay, great. So you're going to learn about LinkedIn and Facebook, and you're going to do all these fancy things. Well, that's really nice. Except if you have a worker mindset, which you do because you grew up in the industrial age, you have a worker mindset. You have been trained to never make mistakes. That's how you got trained. You have to sit down, shut up, get it right, do it right the first time, and and don't make any mistakes. That's the, tr- the training we all received in school and in our jobs. We all tr- were trained that way. So now, oh, you're going to go and experiment with social media. You're going to try this. You're going to share that. Well, good freaking luck. If you have an industrial mind, you have almost no chance of pulling that off because to go and play on social media requires that you're willing to share yourself, willing to make mistakes, willing to try new things. If you have an industrial mind, you are in lockdown. You are in perfection. You're not going to go and try new things because what if you make a mistake? You're not going to pass the test. You're screwed. That's the play-to-win method is teaching you how to transform your mindset from worker to player so that you can experiment, so you can try new things, so that you can make mistakes and live and to play another day. So these are the kinds of things that are going to be so powerful in the summer games is that we're going to actually get to the core of what really matters to you being able to play big, whether it's transforming your mindset from work to play, whether it's understanding your own inner resistance, using inner freedom, or whether it's seeing how you have to redesign the world around you to create world power, you pick which one of those three is most compelling or interesting for you, and we will apply it to your big game, whether it's your business or your career or your community or life in the, in the other group. And then we're going to really learn what's going on, and we're going to get to the real core issues so that you could pick any of these other things, the, you know, how to make product or how to make a social media bazillionaire or whatever, you know, thing you fall into, you can apply what you've already learned and you probably already have taken a bunch of these programs. Each one is going to be the one that's going to save you. This time you can actually take out your notes from what you need to do, but apply it with understanding yourself better and understanding these core issues that get in the way of you really playing and and really participating in these programs and doing all the how-to things that you've learned how to do but don't normally do. So that's what the summer games are all about. There'll be more coming out about that over the next few days. 
Uh, I'm really pumped. I'm excited to have coaches and players. And as a coach, if you're a coach playing in these games, you can become an assistant coach and you can bring people from your list, people that you know, your communities, your people that you participate in and that have around you. You can invite them to come and play as well, and you can be their assistant coach in the game. So I'll be sharing with you how to do all that as we move forward. So that's just the thing I wanted to share with you. I'm really excited about it. It's coming down the pike. You know, it's going to start in uh, in the first week of summer, so that's like the third week of June, around the 21st, 22nd. Uh, that's going to be uh, coming down the pike. And then I guess the only other social thing that's very interesting is that um, the world didn't end. <laughs> for the <weekend. laughs> That's good. <laughs> and actually, that's a big plus you know, for social things. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's a plus. And, uh, you know, there's a lot to do around that. And uh, I heard different, you know, radio announcers kind of, there's a guy, the local, you know, radio program here was like, you know, he's looking and he goes, well, it's 10 o'clock and, you know, nobody came for me yet. So I wonder if that means I'm not going or if that means uh, it's not happening or maybe it was a big mistake. So that was all, you know, kind of interesting and amusing. But, uh, you know, I've been doing this amazing uh, body fat loss program because I wanted to get ripped for rapture. <laughs> and I'm totally ripped. I mean, I am ripped for rapture, but it, it, it didn't happen. So I guess I'm just going to have to be ripped for regular life. <laughs> you are too funny today. <laughs> I think we need pictures. Yeah, you are to be ripped for rapture. I'm I'm still laughing myself at I, the world didn't win, uh, didn't end. I guess that's a plus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a plus. So you know, we're, we're here. The world didn't end. We're all good. We're ready to go. We're gonna play. <laughs> and it's summer. And it's and you know what? It didn't occur to me that summer was right around the corner until I emailed you this morning about Memorial Day being this weekend. And and I suddenly thought, and I mean, I got into that mode, so it's perfect that you had that conversation. Suddenly I said, oh, my God, summer's going to be here any minute. What can I do to play? It's summer. Yeah. I feel like I'm in that mood. It's recess or something. Yeah. And, I wanted, and I want to play. Exactly. <laughs> what can I do? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So this is the big, we're going to have the big summer game so everyone can play this summer. I love it. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. All right. Let's, since the world didn't end and we're here and we've got a show to do and we've got Coach Lori Rubenstein here with us. Lori, welcome to the show. Thank you. Great to have you. Now, you're a student in our school, so we're excited to have you as a part of our um, Coachville, Coach Training Students, Playing Big in the World series, and that is a mouthful. That is. <laughs> so t tell, tell us about Valley Divas. That's just such a cool thing you've done. Well, uh, speaking of your summer games, this was part of the course, the inner uh, the World Power Course. The World Power Course, exactly. Yeah. And I, one of the things we were talking about in the World Power Course was your networks. 
And I live in a small mountain town, about 2,500 people. So there's not a lot of networking opportunities. And um, I've created a lot of visibility, but after a while, the chamber networking events are more social than networking because everybody knows everybody. Right. And it's the same people. So I was trying to figure out how do I expand because that was missing so that I can bring people from other little towns within the valley. So I started a women's networking group, and we called it the Valley Divas. I got a couple of my friends to, and we just sent some emails out about, uh, I found a restaurant that could hold, you know, 30 to 50 people or more, and made a deal with them that for $10 they would give house drinks and appetizers, and it helped them bring business into their restaurant. And we just started sending emails out. The very first one we had, we had, um, I think, 35 people show up from all over the valley. Eight. And it was people I hadn't, hadn't ever met or seen before. And then we put a Facebook page on, and we've got over 200 people on that already. And we're in our fourth month. I think this is the fourth month. And we're averaging between 35 and 55 people every time. And it's new faces, and people are really starting to talk about it, and it's showing up in the paper, and it's just kind of had a life of its own. And it's been really fun to be able to create that networking part that was missing in my environment. Yes. Well, that is awesome. It's been fun. It's really, it's really great. Now, what? Tell I, I would, you know, <clears throat> this I'm sure was a bit of a stretch for you. Yes, huge. <laughs> so tell t- tell me a little bit about that. How how did you have to stretch out of your comfort zone to become the center hub of a network like this? Well, I tried to hide in it because I tend to hide. <laughs> which is why I got my other two friends to do it, but with me. But they actually ended up being bigger hiders than I am. (laughs) Wow, look at that. I know. Got a a team of hiders starting to Uh, build the network. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So in order to, once it took off, somebody had to keep facilitating it and keep, keep it growing and moving forward. And... It was just kind of a challenge for me because that's what I'm stepping into right now is is building that environment and being more visible and sharing. <laughs> exactly. Sharing more. So it's it's been it's been fun um to kind of have that that peace developing. But it 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 hasn't been easy. No, that's exactly the whole point. Yeah. So this is a this is a beautiful thing, you know, for everyone to be aware of, for everyone listening, you know, part of playing big means stepping out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Part of playing big means doing things that you're not already good at. Because that's the only way you're going to expand is by doing things you're not already good at. And right. 
this really goes to what I was talking about, whether you think about play versus work. You know, when you work on something, you're supposed to get it right the first time. When you play with something, it's okay if you make mistakes and try new things because that's what play is for. So you have to learn how to play with something like this, and that is very tough, especially when there's other people involved. And, you know, what if it, what if nobody comes and then you look like a fool? Or what if people do come and you don't know what you're doing? Then you, you look like an even bigger fool. It's like these are, there's so many reasons to not do it. And I've had all those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've had all those, right? <laughs> because the first yeah, I was one thinking, was... Go ahead, Deanna. I was, th- I was thinking just how brave it is to just do the first time. Like the first time you, you all sent out the emails and you went to the meeting. Um, I mean, that's that's the super outside of the comfort zone moment because there is that... Uh, um, that possibility that very few people will show up. And I experienced that last year to the date on this day. I tried to get together an alternative networking group of sort of creative outside-of-the-box thinkers, and I sat in that restaurant. Oh, it was excruciating. And then two people showed up, and they were late. And, you know, just those two people made it a little bit better, and each time it got a little better. But that first time, like taking the first step, it's a big and courageous moment. Kudos to you. Yeah, wait, yeah that's, what I, that's what I thought, too. I was so impressed. I'm like, oh, we have to get Lori on the show. <laughs> because, you know, Thomas always used to talk about this idea. And he always used to talk about, as a coach, you need to be the hub of a network. Because that's the way you get known as the coach, is by the one who brings people together, the one who creates team, the one who is like the resource center. That's what coaches need to be. So you need to be the hub of a network. But the truth is, being the hub of a network is scary stuff. And he didn't talk about that part. He just talked about, oh, you just be the hub of a network. I did it. You can do it. I'm like, yeah, well, you're Thomas Leonard. What about the rest of us? (laughs) It It is really scary because you put all this out there and then you stand there at the restaurant and we start at 5.30 and at 5.30 nobody was there. And you've called the restaurant, you've told them how many people you think are going to be there and all of a sudden you're thinking, oh no, I'm going to yeah. a, a lot of appetizers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have a lot of... A lot of drinks tonight. <laughs> but then they all started filling in, and and they, you know, they all came out once, and it, and like I said, the first time I think we had thirty five, thirty six people, and then it went to the opposite. It was like, oh no, what do I do with all these people? Right. I'm, sorry. I'm, like, I'm gonna have to say something. <laughs> I have a question, Lori, because this actually came up in in Step Up and Stand Out um, because we were talking about outside of the comfort zone moments and and the fear of starting. And I used an analogy of my own life where I I was doing something, and there's actually a picture of me. And and I look at the picture, and all I see is immense fear. Um, (laughs) But then... it's, It's my fear picture. And then, you know, when I actually started it, all the fear dropped away, and it just became this really great experience and really fun. Once those people started rolling in the door and you realized it was going to be successful, um, how did you feel? 
I was really excited that that many people had showed up. That that was really fun and energizing. But then the second thought was, now what do I do with it? <laughs> yeah, now you have now a whole... I have, now I have to lead. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh no. <laughs> I didn't think this far. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, didn't think of that part. So now, all right, what did you do then? So what, what do you do with all these people when they show up? Well, it's, it's pretty open. So we start out and um, the first one, we just kind of left it open and, and winged it. I gave away a coaching session so I could get up and at least try to talk about my coaching, which kind of went so-so. <laughs> and then I decided um, I wanted to, the second one we held, I decided I better have something for them to do other than just stand around and talk because what I noticed was we get into these little groups and we never leave them. So the the second event we had, I put one through ten on everybody's name tag. And I had them switch a couple times, but I had them find somebody, a group with their that had the same number. Cause we had, I think the second one, we had a little over 50 people. So everybody found somebody with their same number on their name tag. So they began to meet new people. And people thought that was really fun because it kind of gave them an excuse to find someone new to talk to and begin to network. So it's kind of teaching them to network. But giving them the safe space to do it so they don't feel uncomfortable reaching out. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I have a five, you have a five, I'm supposed to talk to you. (laughs) Right, that's good. And I told them what to say and, and, you know, introduce yourself, tell them what you do, you know, just to help people get out of that. I'm just going to stand here and talk to this person I know. That's really good. Yeah, so I've just kind of been experimenting, but it's been been scary every time I try something new because I think, oh, what if they don't want to do it? And then they're just staring at me. Like, we aren't going to do that. (laughs) You're crazy. (laughs) So it's been a lot of growth to step out and step into that that leadership role in in pulling this forward and thinking of helping it to continue to grow. I have a question. Yeah. So now you've you've sort of branched out into this leadership role, you have this great Valley Divas group. You're now a leader of a network. Does that, do you find now it's easier for you to talk about what you do as a coach? Does it sort of boost your certainty? It does. It does a little bit. It, I, I still sometimes have a little trouble sharing that. Um, but more people know now. So I get more questions and more people are wanting to know about it. So it kind of forces me into that. Right. Which would fit into the the world power. It's kind of pulling me forward because people are getting to know me as <laughs> whether this is good or bad is the diva girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, the diva. I never thought of that, but that could work. <laughs> But well, it's, it's, 
this is such a big point, Lori, that you're bringing up, Dan. It's a great question because the idea of world power is you put an environment, you put yourself into an environment, you design your own environment to be an academy for yourself where it's going to cause you to grow. Not to put an environment around you that's going to be simple or easy. You actually add challenges, healthy challenges, into your environment. And sometimes you don't even know where those healthy challenges are going to come from. But Lori's is a perfect example. She decides to start this network not really thinking. If you would have thought it through, you never would have done it. So no. actually, Yeah, I would have been like, mm, never mind. <laughs> so the fact that you didn't think it through is good because now you, you thought, all right, I'm going to make a network. That will be good. Not really realizing that, oh, well, these people are all going to want to get to know me. Right. And that's going to put me really out of my comfort zone. But that's what you need in an academy for business, you know, for your personal academy. You needed an environment that was going to challenge you in a healthy way to keep sharing yourself and sharing yourself and sharing yourself because this is one of the big things. That's why, you know, we talk about inner freedom and the social animal. Most of us have been socialized to keep quiet. Mm-hmm. So our social animal on the inside is like wanting to be stepping out and being known, but we've learned how to stay small, how to keep quiet, don't share anything about yourself that people might use against you or all these things we've learned through our through our years of being a social being. And so now to create an environment where it pulls you to step out of that comfort zone on a regular basis, that is such a brilliant move. It's brilliant and scary at the same time. But wasn't there this situation where there's someone you were meeting with and and uh, and they wanted to know about you and you were thinking, no, I just want to ask them questions, but they kept asking you questions, and so you really had to step up and share yourself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was very pensive. <laughs> like, oh, you're bad, Dave. <laughs> well, tell us about what happened. Well, it, it it was another coach that happened to be there, and she wanted to meet to see, you know, how um, exactly what I did. And so I agreed to meet her for coffee, and um, I had a challenge. Thank you, Dave, to share yeah. myself. <laughs> and it was excruciating <laughs> to get through it, but it was such a big – she was such the perfect person – because she didn't allow me to hide and then ask her questions. She just bypassed my questions and was relentless in her asking me questions, so it forced me to share. So it, it was kind of a turning point for me because I realized how good I am at diverting the attention. So perfect. You met your match. She was more intent on diverting your attention than you were. So you were. <laughs> <laughs> well, not, of all these people, she wants to have coffee. <laughs> it was an inner, inner freedom throwdown. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. It was an inner freedom throwdown. Like all right, no, you no, you answer the question. No, you answer the question. <laughs> I know, and and I had Dave's voice in the back of my head going, share, share, share. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
I love that. I love being in the back of your mind. I'm not afraid to go in there. It's funny because I hear Dave in the back of my head sometimes, and it's the response from one of my first classes when I tried to get out of sharing and was trying to hide, and his response was, oh, come on, Deanna, you can do it. <laughs> and, and when I'm feeling like I can't, I hear that. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> now I have to. <laughs> nice. The coach is in your mind. I love that. <laughs> That is very, very good. That is awesome. Well, I think this is great, Lori. Now, let's, uh, so we'll take you off the hot seat there for a moment in terms of uh, sharing about sharing. <laughs> okay, good. It's getting very hot in here. Yeah. <laughs> no, but really, you know, it's, for someone who doesn't want to share, it's a miracle you accepted the invitation to be on our show because we're just going to try to get you to share. Well, I want to learn how to swim downstream. Really good. Ah. I think that's really, really smart of you. So yeah. I think so. It's perfect. You just keep accepting invitations to be on shows and things where you just have to share. Yeah. So let's talk about this because you know you're someone who's done a lot of a lot of interesting things in life. You know, you were a, a direct sales rep for many years, mm-hmm. and and now you're getting into coaching. So how did that like getting it? Do you become a coach? So how did that transition take place? How did you go from being a sales rep to getting the bright idea you wanted to be a coach? Well, I spent 20 years building a direct selling organization. And the part of it I loved the most was, and I and I look at it a little differently now after becoming a coach, but what I loved about it is helping people overcome their barriers to be able to build a business. Because I was terrified of people when I joined Mary Kay, and now nobody nobody really believes me, but it was really shy. And I had to overcome all of that to be able to build that business. And I loved that part. And after 20 years of doing one business, I was feeling constricted and wanted to do something a little bigger. And outside of that realm, and coaching kept popping up. And when you're ready to play bigger, like you always say, things pop up. And I had heard about coaching Coach Bill a couple of times. And I had picked up a notebook and a piece of paper fell out and it had your name and a number on it. And and I called it. And I don't even know how I got your cell phone number. <laughs> but you answered the phone. Wow. Do you I don't remember? Know how that happened. <laughs> I it don't remember so, that. Tell me what happened. It was so weird. You answered the phone and I said you said, Coach Dave, and I said, Is this Dave Buck? Coach Dave Buck? And you said yes. And I said, CEO of Coachville, and you said, That's me. I said, the one <laughs> pictures on the website <laughs> and I look just like that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the entire conversation because it was so Weird. I don't even know how I would have gotten your cell phone, but you answered the phone because you thought it was one of your students calling you. That's so funny. And I signed up that day. Wow. Oh, you know, I do remember that now. That's right. Yes, and you put me over to Terry, and she signed me up. I remember that. That's Mm -hmm. right. Wow, and the rest, as they say, is history. Yes. 
and it's just been one environment after another forcing me to share. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's so great. You know, when yes. you're a coach, it's interesting because you and I were talking about this the other day. You know, sharing is is challenging. Mm-hmm. It's challenging, and it it's and it's because it's challenging. I don't think it's challenging for little people to share. I no. think it becomes challenging because we learn how not to share. Absolutely. Right. We learn that sharing is dangerous, and for a whole variety of reasons. And you know what? It might even be a little bit dangerous when you're really small. And so it's not improper or wrong that it, that we learn this, but we do. We learn, you know, hold back a little bit. Don't share yourself. People are dangerous. That's just something that we learn. And so I actually think in some ways that becoming a coach, at first it seems appealing, right, because you think, oh, well, if I'm the coach, then I get to ask them all the questions. Right. <laughs> so it's like it's a very clever way of hiding. <laughs> but then you find out if you actually want to get some clients, you have to share yourself. <laughs> Funny how that works. And you're like, dang, my whole plan is foiled. <laughs> I thought I was going to get to hide invisible. out here. Yeah, I thought I was going to be invisible and just ask people questions and hide in the background. Oh, this coaching is going to be perfect. Spend time in my nice, comfy office that I've designed perfectly, and it'll be great. Yes. And then you find out, oh, crap, I have to go and talk to people? What? <laughs> I thought I was through with that. Yeah, I thought I was going to get out of that. I thought I was just going to ask them a bunch of questions. So, and that's the beautiful thing, because then in order to be a coach, you have to step out of your own comfort zone which in the end is what earns you the right to coach in the first place. Right. It's perfection. <laughs> it is perfection. It's absolute perfection. Yeah. Really, really is. But now I wonder, you know, you were in Mary Kay for a long time, which is a highly structured environment. Right. And now you're in business for yourself, and I wonder... I think probably in in some ways that absence of structure, while it felt freeing, also in a way created some challenges for you. It did because it had it, you know, in Mary Kay, it had a road pa a road map. If you do this, 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 and this, you'll be here. And although it may be difficult to do this, this, and this, you knew if you did it, you'd get somewhere. And building a coaching business it's it's been you have to just experiment with it and see what yes. works and and that's a challenge because it might not work right and I've, you know and i've made some mistakes and it's so it's been it's been fun in that i'm growing and, and being more creative but it's been a little excruciating because i don't ever want to make a mistake so I'm having to learn to play instead of work and experiment instead of make it so concrete, which has yes. has been a really valuable thing I've gotten out of the the inner freedom course and the world power course. Yes, it's yeah. really great. Yeah. 
It's so true. And, and you know, so many people today, I mean, think about it. Think about how many millions of people have been in corporate jobs their whole careers, very structured, just show up for work on time, do what you're told, you'll get your paycheck. Mm-hmm. And now they're out on their own, and they have to, the freedom is exhilarating, which is great, very energizing, and many people who are in these jobs have you know, always kind of longed, like, I want to go out on my own, do my own thing. Well, now, guess what? You have to, right? You're, you're out on your own. Go for it. <laughs> you know, you're laid off, or you're fired, or whatever. Like, oh, I guess that's the universe telling me it's time to start my own business. But then you find out that without that structure, you are right up against some of your own limitations, like you said. Like the play-to-win method is so important for people who are going on on their own because you have to learn how to experiment. Right. Because it's not all laid out for you. The path is not all clear. You have to find your own way. In order to do that, you have to do new things. And if you're going to do new things, you cannot work on new things. It's physically impossible because work assumes there's a path. You do step, 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 and you get there. And it doesn't work like that when it's new and you're playing and you have to experiment. You cannot work and experiment at the same time. Work implies you know what to do, you do it, you get it right the first time, and you're done. That's working. And there's an answer, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. it doesn't work like that in life where, where, when it's a game. You, there's no work. You can't just follow the steps and get it right the first time. You have to be willing to experiment. You have to try new things. You have to keep growing. You have to be willing to make mistakes. You have to take risks. Oh, my goodness. You talk about getting out of your comfort zone. There you go. Yeah. every It's the best self-development thing you could do because every issue you have pops up. I I say that to always when I'm talking to prospective students. I say one of the most remarkable things about going through coach training is how it changes your own life. Mm -hmm. It's enormous Mm -hmm. and amazing. And Mm -hmm. no one thinks about that when they're signing up. They're just thinking, oh, I'm going to be a coach. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to deal with my own inner resistance. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it's so beautiful. And that's, that's what's so. I, that's why I love being around coaches because coaches are people that you have no choice. You have to face yourself. Yes. You really have no choice. You can't get out of it. If you want to succeed, you have no choice. But what's great about about it is when you're going through the courses and learning to be a coach, you learn methods to be able to face yourself. Yes. Instead of just winging it out there. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I think it's it's that's the that's the beauty of, you know, if I do say so myself, the beauty of our methodical approach is that you do have to experiment, but at least you have a little bit of structure. Yeah, which has been huge for me. Yeah, a little bit of structure. You need a lot of freedom, but you also need a little bit of structure be able to make it to, to make it happen and and so all three of our methods give you just that little bit of structure so you can really focus on your tra- on the what you need to do for your own transformation to be successful mm-hmm. that's really cool so now um, so Lori what is your next big thing what are you up to you're wanting me to share <laughs> I am <laughs> 
Well, I'm <laughs> continuing with the Valley Divas, but I'm also writing a book. Oh, really? You oh, tell. Really? I am. So I'll have to share some more and get in front of people and tell them about it and share some more. So I'm putting myself into another experiment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in the World Power class now we talk about first thing is zapping tolerations, getting energy drains out of your environment. Second thing is doing experiments. And then the third thing, which is like the really far end of the whole pathway, is called enter new territories. Well, I am entering new territories. <laughs> I was going to say, yes, sister, you are. You are big time going into some new territories. I have taken Travel the where no Valley Diva has traveled before. <laughs> <laughs> so true. I have to earn that Diva title, right? <laughs> yeah. It's really great. It's awesome. So, now you've written a few children's books. I have. And so, I have- how... What is the experience like of writing children's books and then and then trying to switch gears and write for adults? Well, the children's books are easy for me because I write their if there's a message. So they're message books about believing in themselves and trusting themselves and um it's about them. But when I switch over to my adult book, it's about me and what I've had to do and what I've seen and some of my experiences. So it's my voice. So it's more personal. It's uh-huh. more vulnerable. Um, so that's it's been a challenge to to go into that direction. And as I've been reminded by you. <laughs> <laughs> That I tend to go back over to the children's books because that's been so easy because it's not focused on me. It's focused on the kids. Right. Yeah. You know, so listen up here, folks. When you get your next email from someone telling you how easy it is to write a book in 10 days and then create passive revenue, say, yeah, hello. How about <laughs> How about the inner resistance to sharing that deeply? Did anyone ever bring that point up in your Write an Easy Book in 10 Days program? No one ever does. And that that was the biggest shock for me. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. If you write it, then people have to actually read it. Right. Yeah. And it's out there for people to talk about. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty scary stuff. Yeah. It is. It is. So this is really great. So now you're writing uh, your ideas to write a book for adults, Mm -hmm. and so you're finding you have to share about yourself, which is putting you right out of your comfort zone of not wanting to share. So it's like no matter what you do, it seems like you've designed your world to force yourself to start sharing. Yeah, it it seems like I've done a really beautiful job doing that because everywhere I turn, I'm having to share something. (laughs) (laughs) And that's and that is awesome, you know, Lori. I I really have to say, I mean, I find you to be a treasure because you know you have this big inner resistance, and like most people do, you're not alone. Most people have resistance to sharing. It's very common, right? Because we were, like I said, we were all trained not to share. Mm-hmm. But you've been so courageous in creating an environment where you have to step out. 
You know, the divas are expecting you to share. You are said you're writing a book where you have to share yourself. You know, it's like you keep designing, you've designed your environment where you have no choice. And that's, that's courageous, but also wise, because if you just had to sit there by yourself and make up your mind to do it every day, it'd be very hard. But when the environment is calling to you, then it's, you know, in some ways it's more in your face, but at least you have a big structure that's pulling you. And that's going to, in the long run, be more successful than sitting home by yourself trying to force yourself to do something. Absolutely, because it would never happen if I was sitting at home because I have too many good ideas of what else to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I, I'll just tell, I'll just tell one about Lori is the other day she had time to write, and then all of a sudden, mysteriously, she found herself at the grocery store. <laughs> I'd like to share one about you, Dave. <laughs> Please, go for it. Oh, Deanna, go. <laughs> I, I remember when I first took on the role of general manager and you were playing with the playbooks, and I called you and said, how's it going? And you said, my toaster is the cleanest and the most sparkly it's ever been. <laughs> <laughs> it was so true. Man, we got toaster clean. <laughs> I love that. It's still my favorite inner resistance story. <laughs> oh, man, it's so true. It's like, man, I needed to write that thing, and I just was sitting there cleaning that toaster like you would not believe. <laughs> That's a lot of resistance if you're cleaning a toaster. <laughs> I mean, I was really looking around for something to do. I'm like, man, look at all those crumbs around the toaster. i got to clean this thing up. I just remember you laughing because you knew. I was like, oh, I'm so busted. <laughs> You're like, but and it looks like it. It just looks like it came fresh out of the box. Yeah, it's just gleaming. But now I'm screwed because I've been doing this, you know, get ripped for rapture program, and I'm uh, I'm not eating hardly any carbs. You're not eating toast. I'm dirty. I'm not eating any toast. It's like, what am I gonna do? Well, now at least it'll stay clean and you can't use it anymore as your inner freedom destruction. <laughs> I know. It's like now I just have to sit here and write these pages. <laughs> man, oh, man. <laughs> well, with that note, I do have to leave for the Become a Coach game. Laurie, it was a yeah. pleasure. I love hearing about what you're doing. I love the energy you bring to the school. It's just always wonderful having you here. Thank you, Deanna, so much. It was great to be with you. I'm off to the color coach game. All right, have fun. All right, so, Lori, we have just a few minutes left. Okay. So what would you say would be, like, one of your big highlights of, you know, becoming a coach and experiencing coaching people? What has been one of your highlights of coaching that has really kind of given you the juice and the rejuvenation to keep stepping forward in all these courageous ways? You know, the highlight through the coaching school has been to learn how to play and to change that mindset so that you bring joy into everything and laughter and fun, even when it's excruciatingly painful. <laughs> right. That's been the biggest thing for me because I I did have the work mentality of work, work, work before you play. You can't play until you get all your work done and it's all right and everything's in a row. So it's been so fun and freeing to be able to learn that and, and have this safe place 
to learn how to be a coach, but grow so much myself because of the message you put in place and the way you do the classes and the live coaching within the classes. It's just such a wonderful, safe place to learn and to grow and practice and play. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. That's really cool. Any, um, I really appreciate you sharing that. Any uh, experiences that you have of coaching someone that have that have really uh, kind of highlighted your coaching career so far? Well, what I have found really interesting in coaching clients is they tend to mirror what you're learning and going through. Yes. I have found that really interesting. And and they're just far enough behind you that you can coach them. Right. And and I love when I see the method work. When you take somebody through the inner freedom method and it just pops for them and they they're able to do so much more than they thought they would. Um, I have one one particular client that we were coaching for a while, and she was really stuck. In, and she's in Mary Kay. And we started coaching, and she had not had a free car in over 10 years. And within three months of doing the Inner Freedom Method, she had six months, she had earned her free car and had moved wow. up another position in Mary Kay. Wow. But it was it was so cool to watch it work. You know it works on you, but then when you apply it to your client and watch what happens, it's amazing. That is fun. It's super fun. <laughs> and it gives you it gives you that little feeling of, all right, I know I'm on the right track here. I can do this. Absolutely. Yeah, when they're when they're leaving and they they feel good and they're progressing and their awarenesses are growing and it's just it's just fun. Well, that's a great success story for you too because, you know, if someone in that at that level is feeling really stuck but then manages to break free and do something amazing that they haven't done in 10 years, that's pretty big. Yeah, it was huge for her. And you. And me. <laughs> Don't want you to forget that part. Okay. I'll share that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, share that part. <laughs> exactly. Well, Lori, I want to thank you for being on our show today. It's been delightful having you. Thank you for having me. Really a pleasure. And I know since since sharing about yourself is is your big hot spot, it really took a lot of courage for you to come and be on the show. So <laughs> double kudos for you on that one. Thank you. It was fun. Awesome. Well done. All right, folks. Again, just a quick reminder, no show next week for USA Memorial Day. We'll be back the week after that for show 300. We'll see what kind of uh, uh, guests and, and hoopla uh, Deanna can, uh, can uh, pull together for us. So we look forward to having you there, as we always do. 
All right, Captain, that's a wrap on today's show. Absolutely. Playing big with Coach Lori Rubenstein today on our program. Thank you for joining us here at the World Headquarters for the Play Big Revolution. This broadcast is copyright 2011 by Coachville LLC. As Dave said, Memorial Day in the U.S. next week, so join us again the week after, June 7th, at our usual time for the Big 300th Show. I'm Vince Hayes. We'll see you in two weeks on Coachville Caffeine. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.